from the creators of War Room. You need to do your fighting in prayer. On August 23rd, the Kendrick brothers return to the big screen with Overcomer. Why have a season with one runner? One runner matters. John Harrison is a frustrated coach questioning his value until he crosses paths with a student struggling on her own journey. What are you allowed to define you? When you find your identity in the one who created you, you'll change your whole perspective. Overcomer. In theaters August 23rd, starring Alex Kendrick, Priscilla Shirer, and Sherry Rigby. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. For tickets and showtimes, visit OvercomerMovie.com. Is that? That's Hannah. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. Oh, we want to welcome you to episode 152 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This one's called FaceTime. Yes. We're interviewing you. <laughs> An author. I was just sucking in my breath because I know it's all about teenage girls. Oh, that's what it's about. Yes. Uh, it's it's about a brand new book called FaceTime from an author named Kristen Hatton. And you guys are going to love this interview. <sighs> breath of fresh air because she points us back to the gospel. Ooh, I'm giving She's it away, our people. Huh? She's know. our people. So hang in there. We'll get there. So uh, before we get there, though, have a little fluff. Ooh, fluff. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I want to start on the front end, because sometimes I think people don't listen to our show. Yeah. Like, when the show's over, they're like, they just turn us off. No, I and do the 30-second, like, like, little, you know, Yeah, they don't want to listen to the end, end of shows. So I'm putting yeah. it at the beginning. Okay. Here's the deal. Yes. We have a huge surprise coming. Yes. Huge. Huge. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but we are working. We are cooking up a huge surprise. Oh, and we, we need, actually, bleh, 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 you like that? That's good fluff, huh? Yeah, that's good. We need you guys to pray for us as we cook up this big surprise. Yeah. So uh, give us a couple weeks. We're kind of working on it in the background. That's mm. coming up. Secondly, mm-hmm. we put this mm-hmm. at the end of the show last week. And if you didn't listen to it, now you have to listen to it for me. Because it's my fluff time. Okay. We're going to Sandy Cove. <laughs> and we heard that they have extra room at Sandy Cove Family Camp. It's a homeschool family camp for right? the week. And I know you're saying, Fletch, really? You're taking a week off from your life in Modesto to fly across country yeah. with Joe, Mighty Joe, um, our, our favorite special needs boy on an airplane, and Kendra and a graduate and Christian, and you're going to go to Sandy Cove Family Camp? That's what I'm doing. Well, Sandy Cove is in Maryland, so yes, we could not be more across the country. Maybe Maine would have gotten us more across True. the country. Yeah. So we're going to be <laughs> speaking yes. the, uh, the third week in June? Yes. Yeah. So they have room. If you're near Sandy Cove, if you're in Pennsylvania... Delaware, 
Maryland? Mm-hmm. Anywhere? I don't even know what these... I, that's it. That's Join my us, knowledge you guys. of these I, I've got to tell you that I don't know Sandy Cove. I'm a California girl, so I know the camps out here. But I have heard more people say, oh my goodness, you guys are going to love it. Yeah. So that's exciting. There, if you go on their website, sandycove.org, and take a look at the summer camp, the family camp videos. They just look amazing. From the worship times, to the meals, to the all the fun. Fletch, there's a yeah. zip line and all kinds of great so stuff. we're speaking four times. We are. What do you think we're going to say, folks? We're talking about hope shifting. We're going to encourage families at the end of their school year and say, hey, dig in this summer for what's coming up next year. We're going to be encouraging couples whose marriages might just be stressed. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to be encouraging individuals. So there's my fluff. I'm done. What about your fluff? Do you have anything exciting? Well, you want to know what I did today, Fletch? What? You, it's, it's so exciting. It's just that thing that every homeschooling mom gets so excited about. Yeah. I spent my morning laminating chore charts oh. for the summer. Yeah. But I have to tell you, a little bit of encouragement here. I, I went all rah-rah in with it this time instead of being like, blah, blah, you know, the axe is falling, here are the chores. And I just said, hey, guys, here's what we're doing. Here you go. Here's your card. Here's your card. And they actually kind of were excited to run off to do their little chores. So day one, excitement. Ask me again in a week. Yeah. <laughs> First day of summer vacation. All right. So is that enough fluff? Yes. Fluffed out? Okay. Fluffed out. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. You know, one of the cool things about getting advertisers for this podcast is when it's a company that we partner with and we're actually already using the things that they market. Yes. So this family has started a company called Creative QT, which stands for Creative Quality Time. And basically what they did, Fletch, they're this homeschooling family with a lot of smarts. And they said, we have some problems in our home. Let's solve them. Guess what one of the problems was? What? Stuffed animals everywhere. Exactly. Yes. And so we have this in our home. We have one kid in particular who has the menagerie of stuffed people (laughs) and animals and things. And so guess what they created? They created this beanbag cover that you fill with your stuffed animals and it becomes the home for the stuffed animals, but it's a beanbag. That is brilliant. Isn't it? Well, last week they came up with the, uh, you know, peel and stick uh, brick boards that are compatible with Legos. But this is fantastic. Yes. Because Joe just drags it around the house. (laughs) That's right. The whole family of stuffed animals come with him. Right. But not in pieces and not strewn all over the living room. So this is a brilliant solve. And they're super cool patterns, super cool colors. These are not... These are not the kind of things that you don't want to have around. They're very fun. They're yeah. very cool. Yeah. So Creative QT, once again, just knocking it out of the park with products that your typical family will love. Yep. You need to check out the storage beanbag chair. Go to creativeqt.net. That's creativeqt.net. Use our code IRL10 and you'll get 10% off any order. I think I'm a big, big loser Then I go to my computer Turn it on and I feel grand All because of Twitter 
All right, are you ready for this interview? I'm ready. This is with Kristen Hatton. She is the author of a brand new book called FaceTime, Your Identity in a Selfie World. We found out about Kristen uh, because it's the same publisher as your book, Kendra. Yes. New Growth Press. Right. We love New Growth Press. We love what they put out. Um, A lot of gospel-centered books and resources. And this is one that I saw a few months ago that was coming out. I thought, perfect for our discussion about teenage girls. But then, as I started to research this author, I said, perfect for IRL, because this is a woman who speaks our language. I think during this interview, our listeners will be able to... She sounds like a long-lost sister. (laughs) Well, she loves the gospel, and we, we love to point people to the gospel. And so when she said that, we knew this was our girl. All right, let's, uh, let's go straight to that interview. We'll be back when it's all over. Hey, our guest today is author Kristen Hatton. She and her husband are church planters in Edmond, Oklahoma. Uh, Kristen's also the mom of three teenagers, so that means we all need to be praying for her. Uh, we've invited her on the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast because Kristen loves the gospel, and she loves to talk about how the gospel informs our everyday life. Last week, her new book, FaceTime, Your Identity in a Selfie World, was released by New Growth Press. Kristen, welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Kristen, we are really excited to have you, partially because I think we speak the same language all about the gospel here, but also because our listeners are going to be very excited to have somebody talking about teenage girls and and parenting those girls in that stage of life. So tell us a little bit more about your family. Where are you from and uh, what what is your, your life like right now raising those kids? Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm originally from Houston. I'm a Texas girl, misplaced in Oklahoma now, but um, I went to school in Dallas and met my husband there, and he was in seminary, and that then took us to Waco, Texas, where he did campus ministry at Baylor um, for about seven or eight years. Of course, that was before um, Waco was nearly so trendy as it is now with Chip and Joanna Gaines there, but um I feel like that was kind of my first um, ministry time with, I mean, they were college students, but teens, young adults, I loved those girls being in my home. And so then by the time we moved to Oklahoma to start a church, our own daughter was reaching the middle school years. So I feel like really for probably the last 15 years, I've been around, um, you know, young adults, college students, teenagers. Um, so we moved to Edmond, Oklahoma to start a church plant and we didn't know anybody. Of course, our church being new, we didn't have a youth group. And so I was really concerned about how my soon to be teenage daughter was going to find Christian friends. And that's when I decided to start a girl's Bible study. And it's from there, it's just kind of taken off. And I've found myself on this path that I would have never, ever dreamed that I would be writing and speaking and ministering to teens and parents the way that I am. So this is not where you had planned to go. Don't you love it when God does that? I love it. (laughs) I do. It's crazy. And people ask all the time, they're like, oh, did you always think you wanted to write a book? And I'm like, no, it never even crossed my mind. It just kind of happened. So um, now that we know this, you also have boys, right? There's some boys in there. Yes, that is right. So my daughter is, um, she just finished her freshman year in college at the University of Arkansas. And then I have a son who turned 16 yesterday. He got his driver's license today. And I have um, another son in middle school. He'll be 14 this summer. 
Kendra, do you want to tell her? Well, yes, our 16-year-old turned 16 on Sunday, but alas, she's nowhere near that driver's license. I, I took her out today, and I think I texted Fletch, if I had known that driver's training was part of mothering, <laughs> I'm not so sure I would have signed up for so many kids. That's true. Oh, I'm so with you. I mean, teaching to drive is way worse than teaching to potty train. Oh, my goodness. I my, All nerves were shot entirely. What's funny is this is like, there's multiple reasons why you always say I'd give up mothering in a in a second. So it's it's that it's the ten year old with <laughs> yeah, Legos. That's it's right. Everything. I have a lot of reasons. <laughs> there's a lot of reasons point. why you want to give up mothering. So, but I think a lot of people feel that way. In particular, Fletch with teenage girls. Yeah. So, <laughs> Kristen, why? To that. Yeah. Why don't you tell us what? I mean, it's it's not all. Um, oh, what was I going to say? It's not all. Uh, um, flowers and perfume with teenage girls. What have you found as you've dug into this world of teens? I mean, what have you experienced? Well, a lot. I feel like I've kind of had this front row seat to girls. Um, so I started my group when they were in sixth grade and I went all the way through with them until they graduated last May in 2016. Um, so I felt like I was just had this enormous privilege of just being a part of their lives and hearing them talk. And it really, um, helped my daughter and my conversation because she knew that I was hearing what other people were talking about and doing. And, and so there was really kind of no topic off limits. So that was really helpful, but it wasn't until she came to me and confided in me that she was struggling with an eating disorder. And that's really when I came to understand and care for teenage girls on such a deeper level, because I thought, if she is struggling in this way and her dad's a pastor, I'm her Bible study leader. I know she hears the gospel and of course I'm biased, but she's beautiful and she's smart and she was a leader and she had lots of friends. And so I just thought, gosh, if she is struggling, how many other girls out there are also struggling? And so that led me to create and conduct an online anonymous teen survey. And that's really the crux behind my new book, because as I started getting just the responses back. I was just blown away and girls were struggling in such deeper ways than I even suspected. So that just opened up this whole new level of just diving in and seeing that it's really identity and worth. I mean, the book has a lot to do with social media because that kind of brings it out, but really it's what's going on in their heart and what just they're looking for love and acceptance and affirmation. I am so glad you brought that up because the eating disorder thing was, it was part of my teen years, um, but I feel like it is, it is just exponentially blown up now in the lives of teen girls. So if you're talking to that mom who's discovered this about her daughter, where do you go with her? What do you say to that mom who needs to have that tough conversation or needs to start helping that young girl heal? Yeah, the what I've learned just with my own daughter and also through the survey, a lot of teens say they can't talk to their parents because their parents would be shocked or they'd be disappointed and mad. And so I think it's so important that you let that girl know you are with her and you are for her and that you understand her. And we can understand because if we get to the heart of what's going on, what led to the eating disorder, and that can take a long time. I mean, it's a long road journey through that, but... We all struggle. We all have those same things going on. It just may 
look a little differently. I may not be struggling with an eating disorder, but I still understand what it's like to want someone to, you know, like me or to think that I need to, you know, do whatever it is. For my daughter, she was comparing herself to other people and feeling like that she was worthless and less than and she needed to be perfect. I understand that. I want to look perfect in the eyes of others too. And so I think for that Mm -hmm. mom, just to find that open door to identify so that that girl feels like, okay, you're on my team. We can do this together and I don't have to keep hiding in shame. You know, Hurlers, you can see now why we invited Kristen on the show. Um, she she speaks our language. Um, she's going down paths that we are super comfortable going down. Um, we've done shows on social media, Kristen. We've we've talked about how to use it safely, um, but we want to go down kind of another path with you on this one. And I realize social media um, was just the door that opened to bigger discussions. And, and what were those bigger discussions? What are the things you found uh, as you did the survey and as you went in? Oh, I found that girls really felt like they didn't think they measured up and they thought that they were the only ones. I mean, they really believed from looking at pictures on social media and seeing the perfect images or what they thought was perfect images, that everybody else was happy and just doing amazing. And so it really just created that extra feeling of loneliness and struggle and tension within themselves. And, and I've learned that they can't even talk to their friends about it because they think, I mean, they kind of put themselves in competition with their friends. So it's very isolating and lonely and there's a lot of pressure. Um, and it ends up that whether it's an eating disorder or something else that they go down these paths, peer pressure, drinking, um, turning to guys, um, trying to fill that void, trying to make themselves feel their worth really is what it is. So I, I have a really quick question. I think I know what your answer is going to be. Um, but for parents that are fleeing social media or fleeing, uh, these areas, um, is that the right response or do we need to dig in and kind of go into these worlds where our kids are talking and and experience these worlds where the conversations are taking place? Yeah, we, uh, you do know my answer. We absolutely (laughs) need to to dig in. I mean, that's not to say that we don't, you know, have certain restrictions and limitations and, and each of our kids are different too, but my kids are on social media. I, therefore, am also on those same places where my kids are. And I can't tell you how many dinner conversations have been so fruitful because I've seen maybe something that somebody said or posted. And so we've talked about, like, why do you think they said that? What was going on in their heart? Like, what was driving that? And so it's really helped my kids um, get these gospel glasses to be able to to have a different worldview, to be able to observe things and to think deeper about something that's going on underneath why someone might have posted that particular picture. You you do not know how many raised eyebrows Kendra has received from saying <laughs> that she's on Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am she. Well, it's funny. We actually were in a restaurant um, and this, and I Snapchatted one of my kids and the waitress said, oh, you're on Snapchat? And I, I looked at her funny, like, where are you going with this? And, and her point was that I was old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How could I possibly be on Snapchat? But I just said to her, hey, my young adults and teens are on Snapchat and they, they kept saying, mom, you got to get on Snapchat with us. Now, granted, we all know 
with a platform like that, kids can still do their thing behind your back, um, even when you are there. But I think the thing is that we're speaking the same language that they're speaking and we're, we're in there with them. And maybe we feel more like we're walking the road with them rather than, you know, we are that unapproachable parent. Yes. And I feel like, I mean, so often if it's just a hardcore, no, you can't get on it. I've seen so many kids be very sneaky and they find a way. And so, I mean, of course we all have our different, every parent has to make their own decision for their household. So I'm not saying everybody go get Snapchat. I think that, you know, you might think, oh, I've banned it in my house and my kid's not on it. Well, so often. Oh. Yes, your kid is on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I have a great is. internet filter. My kids will never find pornography. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. We, we always share the story that it was it was the kids in the church that were getting around the church wireless that were able to oh. get on pornography in during the middle of a service. I mean, yeah. it was mm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we do also like to send pictures of us making out when we Snapchat into our kids <laughs> just so we get the response across the house. Yeah, We can hear the moans and groans. Oh, gross. Um, we need it's to fun. take a quick break and then we'll come right back uh, to finish up this conversation. Uh, you all know how much uh, I've confessed on this podcast that I don't love to read. Well, I want to take just a quick moment to tell you about two great new books that I've read that I loved that I think you should read as well. The first is Kendra's Lost and Found. If you want to hear the story behind the story, you know, behind the podcast and hear just what happened in the life of Fletch and Kendra that took us from a life trapped in religion to uh, where we were lost, uh, to a life of the gospel where we were found, where we woke up from gospel amnesia, you need to pick up her book, Lost and Found. You can find that over at KendraFletcher.com. Hey, she doesn't know that I'm plugging this book, so let's not tell her. Uh, the second book is one we talked about last week with uh, Barrett Johnson. It's The Young Man's Guide to Awesomeness. It'll be coming out in the middle of May 2017. Uh, you need to head on over to InfoForFamilies.com. It's a great book that talks to boys about purity. Uh, it talks to them about positive relationships. And it encourages them to get off their butts and stop playing video games and to go out there and do something awesome. So uh, those two books, uh, Kendra's book and Barrett's book, uh, they are my recommendations uh, for the month. You need to get out there and get them. Thanks. We're back with Kristen Hatton. We're talking about teenage girls. But, Kristen, I have a sneaking suspicion that this just isn't all about the girls. Is Is it just a girl issue? Are we talking about identity issues primarily with teenage girls, or are you seeing this with boys as well? Absolutely. It's with boys, it's with girls, it's with adults. It's, it's a human heart condition. So um, even though my book is geared towards girls, it is definitely not something that boys are immune to. I mean, I see it in my own sons. It may look a little bit different, but they certainly are struggling with their identity and worth. And I think that as parents, we need to be in tune to that and see how they might um, be looking for that um, to find their worth and value. I mean, I think one example might be um, a guy Snapchatting with 10 different beautiful girls. Mm. Why? I mean, that's a good question to ask. Why? Why do you need to Snapchat with all these different girls? I mean, I think it may be that he finds um, more value. He feels good about himself because he has all these pretty girlfriends. Um Maybe he's asking a girl to send him a nude or semi-nude picture, and then he shares it with his lunch table. 
So, I mean, it's, we have to go underneath to really see like what, why, what's driving the behavior? What's the ruling idol going on in your heart? And we Mm -hmm. see that he too is struggling with his identity and his worth. You know, we have seen in our own family as we went from a very um, controlling, rigid, rules-based home and made that switch into a lot of gospel freedom um, about seven years ago. And we have seen that the conversations for us change entirely from this is how we behave, this is what we do, this is, you know, this is how Fletcher's behave or how Christians behave too. Hey, hey, what's going on inside your heart there? Or, you know, what what is the deal with wanting to wear that top that's revealing or, you know, whatever? Mm-hmm. But what is mm-hmm. going on in the heart? And so a lot of times that's the kind of question I will get from somebody when they know that we've that our family made this big switch from rules and uh, legalism to grace, and they'll say, well, what exactly does that look like? Can you tell us that? What what does that conversation look like with our teenagers? Well, it's constantly probing their hearts um, and helping them to see their own hearts, because if I am only addressing the behavior, it's just putting a Band-Aid on what's really going on, and that happens so so often that we just, you know, punish the bad behavior and then they, they, it comes out in another way. So when my kids are caught in sin, I want to go with them deeper. I want to see what is driving that, what, and it's, it's always an idol. It's, it's something that they're turning to looking for their worth that's replaced God, that they have to have this to be okay. And so I need them to see that. I mean, my kids, I want them more than anything to know that they're sinners. And I know in our Christian culture, we we don't like to see our sin. That doesn't sound right to say that, you know, we need to see our sin. But when my kids see their sin, they know their need for a Savior. And really, that's where I've seen my daughter kind of the end, not necessarily the end, but where she's journeyed through her eating disorder is she sees her desperate need of Jesus now and how that's changed her. And it's really, um, she sees now that she was prideful in lots of ways. And now she has such greater compassion on other people in their sin. And so to be able to see other girls coming to her, broken girls that are doing some really not good things behavior wise, but she treats them with grace and she loves them and they open up to her. And then she gains a platform and she can speak grace and and the truth of the gospel to them. And that's how I think that we want to be as believers is we're all in the same boat and we can identify with one another because in some way we all sin. We all know what it's like to turn to something else looking for an identity. Well, that's where I'd like to jump in again because I think this is a great chance for parents to lead by demonstration. I mean, we're, we're talking about a girl issue. We're talking about a boy issue. But, you know, we often say dads don't compare their Pinterest projects to one another because <laughs> we're not really crafty. But we sure do look at each other's gym selfies, you know, or we look at the big ski boat that we're tying behind, you know, t- towing behind our truck or, or whatever the latest toy is. So, you know, I'm sitting here as a homeschool dad going, I have the same things. I'm, I play the comparison game too. And, uh, and maybe it's, you know, I, I, I've said before, maybe it's I just want to follow that link that will probably take me to Huffington Post because they always put the, the, <laughs> the worst junk or TMZ or something like that. I just want to go and say, well, what, you know, what is that over there? So as a dad, as a mom, maybe we need to lead by 
by just living in confession to our own kids, saying like, hey, I struggle with identity. I struggle with trying to find my security in finances or in what people think of me and, and really kind of kind of leading our kids in this, right? Absolutely. I completely agree. And I think that um, that's one reason I found even that's more of a struggle for me that my daughter through her struggles is God's using that to show me my own heart where I need to be more transparent. And there's been times where my daughter's been on the phone with me and she says, can you get dad? And it's because he is so (laughs) great. It just identifying with her and, and she doesn't feel that shame or that you should have done this, that sometimes I know that I can put on her without meaning to, but it's been, it's interesting how God uses other people's sin and stories for other, you know, he's, he's used it for me, my good too. Well, I know in your research, um, you didn't just go after public schoolers. So we might have listeners that are saying, oh, once again, Fletch and Kendra bring on an author. And this doesn't relate to us because we're homeschoolers. We live in a perfect bubble, right? Is that the case, (laughs) Kristen? What did you find out? Yeah, it's not the case. Um, I wish I could say that homeschool kids are safeguarded and the parents listening don't need to worry about all these things that we're talking about. But, I mean, the real issues, as we know, they're not social media. It's not drinking. It's not drugs. It's not sex. It's, it's their hearts. And so we all have sinful hearts. So we're all in the same boat. We're all in this together. And I did find out in my survey um, because I had, and again, it was anonymous, but I had at the end, um, for girls to indicate what age they were and if they were public school, private school, or homeschooled. And across the board, everything that was coming back to me was pretty much the same. It really didn't make a difference what type of schooling you were receiving or whether or not you were churched. Girls were struggling in the same ways. So I think, um, unfortunately, sometimes the kids who are raised in the church or maybe who are homeschooled and they follow the rules and they love Jesus. And so I think sometimes we think that they're okay. Um, and maybe they're not seeing their self-righteousness or their sin, their own idolatry that is their own goodness. So I think we have to be real careful to, to be helping them to see their sin, too. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about this before. I'm sure you're familiar with the uh, the prodigal God. Um, yeah, we, have, yeah. we have that one, you know, the the one kid that runs off to the world and and wants to get away from the father by going to the world and you know living everything we know. But then you have the other child that says, "I stayed right here." They're still completely not interested in the father, but they're interested in how well they behaved while they were hanging around. So. Uh, we have both examples uh, across the board. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we can't, we can't, even if we protect, I mean, we need to protect our kids, obviously, but if we're shepherding them to be able to leave the home and engage with the world and be a light in the world, we need to be having these different dialogues and exposing them a way that we're talking about it, but we're giving them, again, the gospel glasses to see it from a Christ-centered worldview. Uh, Kristen, you you just speak the homeschooling in real life language, and we're so <laughs> thankful for that because that is what repeatedly what our listeners say to us. Thank you for pointing us back to Jesus. And I feel like you did this so well for us and gave us really some, some uh, pegs to hang some things on for uh, parents of teenage girls. So thank you so much for joining us. Let our listeners know how they can find you. And again, tell us about your new book. 
Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, you can find me on my website. It's my name, kristenhatton.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram with my name, but, um, my new book is called, um, FaceTime, your identity in a selfie world. And like we've been talking about, it's for teen and college age girls primarily. Um, my first book is called get your story straight and it's a 52 week teen devotional book for guys and girls. And that is really just taking teenagers through the story of the gospel, helping them to see Jesus um, through all of the Bible and then apply that gospel to their everyday lives. Well, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be on this podcast with us. And uh, we're just, our, our listeners are, have just been blessed by, the, by your uh, interview. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. All right, folks, you need to head on over to our show notes for this episode, and you need to link over to Kristen Hatton's website. You need to link over to get her new book. And I wouldn't just recommend this book. I would recommend her first book as well. It's a 52-week devotional for teens, boys and girls. I've heard nothing but good about this. Uh, The way it's laid out, the way it encourages kids. I mean, you imagine giving your kids a book that says, hey, we're going to do this for 52 weeks. Well, this is a devotional that kids actually jump on and want to take part in. So head on over to our show notes and let's get both of these. Hey, before we wrap up this show, Kendra, how can people get in touch with us? You can find us at homeschoolingirl.com and you can find us on all the social media platforms. Not all, yeah, the big ones. Facebook, clearinghouse. Twitter, Instagram. But if you go to homeschoolingirl.com, that covers it all. Now, if they want to find you, where do they go? KendraFletcher.com. Are you on Twitter? Yes, Kendra E. Fletcher. You can find me at themangotimes.com, and you can find me on all my social media platforms as at the Mango Times. Uh, matter of fact, I would encourage you to go over and read this website. I'm doing a whole series on how I reversed my type 2 diabetes. It's going to be a great story. All right. If you're into that kind of thing. If you're not, go over to Kendra's. I'm sure it's a lot cooler stuff over on her, <laughs> her website. You can follow our studio dogs. Now, that, that is totally me. That's fun, too. Hey, next week, Sarita Holzman's going to be on the show. What are we talking about with her? Yes, so Sarita is one of the founders of Sunlight Curriculum. So next week, Sarita Holzman's going to be on the show. Kendra? Yes, so Sarita is one of the founders of Sunlight Curriculum, and I know a lot of our listeners probably use Sunlight, as do we. She is going to be joining us for a great discussion on how to raise global-minded kids with a heart for the world. Killer. Yes. This is going to be a great conversation. We're looking forward to sitting down with her. So, homeschooling families, have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. And we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com. Thank you.